Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. So random question to, and by the way, um, Florida, once again, uh, beat Toronto and they are up two games to none. I mean, amazing if Florida Panthers are in the Stanley Cup final, let's just say long way to go there, but um, pretty awesome for to see Bobrovsky playing the hockey that he did in net when he was with Columbus, where he was basically, you know, shut down and uh, pretty awesome to see him playing that well. That way, but you know, I was thinking tonight, um, with the success of Pete DeBoer, with the moves that everything's made, and probably this is a June podcast question. But before I forget, because of my memory, I look at assistant coach Steve Spot, and mm-hmm. prior to Dallas, he was with Vegas with DeBoer, and before that, he was with DeBoer in San Jose, and. He did really well in the Toronto organization. So is that a guy when the Stars season ends that could be looked at to take the elevation to head coach for another team? No. I mean, he's he could I could definitely see that. He was um I remember uh Steve uh, Steve Spot. I I I got to not know Steve Spot, but I covered against him firsthand when um, that 2014 Texas Stars team won the Calder Cup. They played the Toronto team coached by Steve Spot, and that was uh, that was Spot's only uh, head uh, head head coaching experience as a pro. Right? He's got he's got a bunch of junior and everything like that, and he's always been kind of DeBoer's right hand man and everything like that. But yeah, you look at some of these these openings, and he's someone who I could easily see get an interview for an NHL job. Now, one thing stars have a, as a policy, and I think it's actually a pretty good policy and it's a good policy in life to have on things is Jim Nill has a blanket policy that he will let his people interview for an equivalent job, sorry, not an equivalent job for a better job. And that's, I think it's a great policy to have because you want to elevate people. You want people to feel like you're giving them opportunities, how they do better work for you. So if and when some of these openings start to get dissected and everything like that, 
I mean, spots put a lot of the time in, and it wouldn't surprise me. And the stars aren't going to say no to, to any team asking to interview him for a head coaching job. Yeah. My my other, and I wanted to get your thoughts, but I thought it's really cool to see uh, Jennifer Botterill in the analyst position tonight. You know, she does such a great job in Hockey Night in Canada, and a lot of people don't see her in America. And you just look at her resume, and it's so impressive. Three gold medals and a bunch of other medals, and she just does such a nice job. I, I think she describes, and I thought as the game flowed on TV, she actually got better with her analysis. Um, it was a fast game up and down, so there really wasn't a lot of time at times to you know talk, but I thought she did a really nice job. And I, I like where we're going, where we're bringing in these analysts with a you know, from the female side with a lot of experience, gold medals, professional hockey. I just think it's cool because the great game of hockey is growing at the college hockey level. But one thing that needs to be talked about is how hockey is growing as far as, you know, females in the sport and youth hockey specifically is, you know, massively growing in that area. So I just think it's cool when people watch the game tonight to see Jennifer in action. Yeah, and she I mean she's she's a really good analyst. Like yeah, that's, that's that that that's I mean it's and she's great on Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah, and and I I, I want to be clear too. It's it's nothing to do with like, I mean it's it's the space where her playing resume is the unfortunate reason is the unfortunate reason a woman has to get the opportunity up like that. Yeah, I mean, it's to, um, but she is a tremendous analyst. She's definitely earned earned that role. Um. I like I I thought tonight's I mean sometimes I I don't like to I, I personally don't like to rip on bad broadcasts because I know it's I think sometimes I think it's it's easy for someone to sit and rip on a broadcast and if you if you haven't done it before it, it's not it's not easy it really it's 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 not a easy job but so I, I try to I don't, I don't like to rip on bad ones, but I do like to praise good ones. And I thought as far as broadcast goes tonight, like we just talked about Botterill and she does a really nice job. Alex Faust calls a really good game. Yeah, he's he does. Kings, he, he's the Kings play-by-play, play-by-play guy. He calls a really good game. I like his game. And then um, someone and then someone who I actually know, so obviously I'll throw the caveat of a little bias here, but um, Tark is a, uh, Tark El-Bashir is who is, did did sideline today mm-hmm. he's he's uh he covers the capitals full time and everything like that but he's he does a pretty good job yeah as he's one of those people he's one of those people who actually um is multi-talented enough to cover this sport as a writer and a broadcaster he does a nice job so i thought we've done a really i thought they've done a really nice job and yeah like it's 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 interesting and to get on my slight soapbox just to give credit where credit's due here I really like. You can hear my pause right now because I want to make sure I'm not I'm not stepping on any toes, but I'm going to say it. I prefer when the stars are on Turner right now because I feel like I still have a chance to learn something from the Turner broadcast. I feel like I get, I feel like the Turner broadcast is delivered in a way where I, as a hockey fan who has followed the game their entire life, is going to learn something, where the ESPN broadcast it feels more popcorn to me more empty calorie to me and so I want to give that credit to Turner and I think it's I I get I get way more 
from the Turner broadcast because a they brought in play-by-play people that are actually hockey people the Alex Fausts of the world the uh, Brendan Burks of the world and then they've also done a good job of even though the studio show is known for a little bit of the hijinks at the end of the day they do it they actually do break things down effectively and so I just I know it's a bit of a tangent but it's just something that I was thinking about I noticed where there's times when I'm watching the ESPN broadcast and it goes to a commercial and then it comes back from a commercial and the only thing drawing me back is the sport where at least the Turner broadcast yep someone who loves the game and watches the game as much as I do I still feel like I'm learning things from the Turner broadcast absolutely they they have done a great job also replicating inside the NBA um you know, with Paul Bissonette on the broadcast, I thought Henrik Lundqvist has improved throughout the season. Anson Carter's really solid. Um, you know, and Liam Q kind of similar to Ernie Johnson in hoops kind of makes it happen. You know, um, good straight man. So I, I agree. I think their broadcast is much better than ESPN. Even the sound quality from the game itself, I think, is better mm-hmm. uh, on TNT. So I, I like the games. I was actually talking with a friend about that today. How there's a big difference in quality um, for TNT, so it's good to see, you know, the stars highlighted in that area. Well, on to Seattle, my friend. We kind of get the weekend off. We'll be together on Sunday late evening, hopefully not early Monday morning, and then back (laughs) at it on uh, on uh, on Tuesday. But uh, you are a beast, and uh, thank you as always. uh, for joining us with uh, Spits and Suds. Let's uh, give a, a quality plug tonight, as we always do, <laughs> for the book. Um, it's, jeez, uh, We Win Here. Yeah, where uh, it's uh, We Win Here. Um, check that out. Uh, obviously, it's been... It's been out for a little, little, uh, little under a month, almost a month now, and it's been really cool to see... Uh, People uh, picking the book up, reading some stuff. That's been fun. Once again, it's We Win Here. Co-wrote it with Stephen Meserve. You can get it at wewinhere.com. And then it's been, uh, and then also just, we we talk here on the podcast and you do a great job letting me plug in all these other stuff too. But it's been fun too, between between this podcast, between putting together the uh, some of the post-game stuff just over at the at my site, uh, over at Shap Shots. That's been pretty fun, too. So appreciate everyone who's been yeah. reading. Appreciate everyone who's listening. And it's been – it's uh, it's 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 fun to keep doing this. So once yeah. again, you know, thank, thank you. Thank you to everyone. Absolutely. And, and just a little tease about Sean's book. A lot of the book has to do with current Dallas Stars. In fact, Jake mm-hmm. Ottinger, where would there be a Jake Ottinger if there still was a Jack Campbell? And Sean mm-hmm. dives into that and stories from Texas. Um, great to see the other night they basically sold out the barn against oh, yeah. uh, Rockford. I mean, that is such a – the Stars organization has done a great job down there. Um, and it's it's awesome to see. Super excited about uh, – our guy Curtis McKenzie got a goal the other mm-hmm. day. So excited about that. Excited to talk to Curtis on the uh, podcast coming up uh, when they're done with that. And the Stars are uh, hopefully not done for a while. So – uh, go pick up a copy of the book. It's called We Win Here, or you could check them out on EP Ringside or Shap Shots or D Magazine. He's Sean Shapiro. I'm Gavin Spittle. We will talk to you again soon. Once again, stars. Impressive tonight. Tie up the series at one. Have a great day, everyone.